Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this show for selfish reasons. We will be retiring in the next few years, but we're not sure where. Then a light bulb went off in Jean's head. He asked, "What are others doing? With so many baby boomers retiring, there must be many relocating. Let's connect with them and pick their brains." But first, a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and raised in Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college, and I love working with students, faculty, and staff. And now, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I'm not Asian. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I've always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York, for many years, and have been thinking about our future home. So we will be speaking to folks from around the world who have moved to venues of their dreams and more. And we will share their intimate secrets. Whoa! <laughs> Just kidding. We will offer information you may not find anywhere else, though. So stay tuned. In today's episode, we will chat with Lisa Van Sand and Everett Harlow, who relocated to Sarasota, Florida. U.S. News and World Report just ranked Sarasota as the number one best place to retire in 2021. TripAdvisor rated Sarasota's Siesta Key Beach as the top beach in the United States in 2020. Wow, that's amazing! The top beach of the <laughs> millions of beaches that exist in the U.S. And here's a fun fact: Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus spent their winters in Sarasota, which led to the famous museum housing a lot of their wares and. Costumes, so that's got to be a sight. Yeah, I have a question about that later, but that'll be for later. Okay, a little background about our guests. Lisa is a native New Yorker, a Brooklyn Tech High School alum, yay, and attended Grinnell College in Iowa. She characterizes her career as mosaic overall in catering, working for and owning, and has performed editing work. Currently, she's actively investing. Lisa trades currencies on the foreign exchange platform known as Forex. Oh, that scares me. I'm quite the opposite, Lisa. A disciple of J.L. Collins. That's me. Lisa explains that she learned to trade options and futures 15 years ago and is passionate about empowering people, especially women, to manage their own finances. Lisa loves financial education and personal development. Her interests include cooking, making soap. That's cool. Talking about trading and relationship coaching. Everett is from Sacramento, California, and attended California Baptist College. He had his own business in graphic design and art reproduction. These days, he's busy making and repairing guitars. Everett's dream was to be a luthier, and that's what he's getting to do now. He also plays at a local radio station monthly and enjoys building furniture. Wow. I'm jealous. Today they enjoy kayaking, cycling, and shibari, 
otherwise known as Japanese rope suspension. Whoa. That's not us, Gene. I can barely uh, hold the rope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much for joining our show and for sharing your story. Take us away to Sarasota. How did you decide to move there? Uh, I, I know initially you mentioned that you um, had a family member down there, but then you decided to stay. So tell us. Yeah, my sister moved down here. She was doing the snowbird thing <clears throat> with her husband. Uh, he died suddenly and I came down and spent a few months with her one winter and got a job at a, at a local cheese shop, uh, part of my mosaic career. I was a mm-hmm. cheese worker at the Yay. cheese company. And um, it really matched my uh, skills as a chef with the catering company. So people would say, oh, I'm having a dinner party. What cheeses should we start with? That kind of thing. So I really loved that job and the shop was really interesting. But having been here for four months, Ev came down and visited and we really loved it. And I was like, we should move down here. He's like, no, 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 we're too involved at home. We can't do it. We, at the time we were living with my dad and his new wife, not too new. They met when they were in college when after my mom died and after her husband died, she sought out my dad, looked him up. They got married. They, he was 87 and she wow. was six. <laughs> Such a great and, story. Yes. And they, they were married for 11 years, but at one point they became too much like teenagers, like not understanding the consequences of their actions, like driving and climbing up ladders. And so, and cooking, that was, became a dangerous thing as well. So we moved in with them and we were living in their basement in, I don't know, 400, 400 square foot room. They, we realized that they weren't accepting our help very well. So we decided to um, talk about assisted living with her daughters and they lived in Palm beach gardens on the other side of the state. So Sigrid was in Sarasota and they were in um, Palm Beach and we had been taking, I'd been taking care of my dad for 10 years and I thought, let them take care of them. So they put them, they brought them down to that side of the state. Wait, and and where did your dad live? He lived in Gloucester with us. We lived in Massachusetts at the time. So we lived with him. The two of them moved up, moved in together, moved up. And then when we realized they needed some help, we rented our house and moved in with them. So we were living with them. They moved down to the assisted living in Palm Beach Gardens. And I re- I recognized that he wasn't going to be around for much longer. And we had grown so fond of fond them, of them li- not living with them necessarily, but spending so much time with them that I had committed to myself that I wanted to see him eight times a year. And um, I set that intention in January randomly in April. April, they moved down and a year later in May we moved down and it was just like okay we're just it's just it'll be much easier to see them because we and we also got 10 feet of snow yeah that was that was the, that was a contributing factor that was the thing that kind of did it for us I was like, yeah, Arizona is nice but we're too committed but once he had to drive to work in 10 feet of snow oh. he was like yep we're out of here yeah yeah <laughs> no time at all and we we rented a um because we lived in a room basically we didn't have much furniture so we were able to rent a um furnished house my sister found it for us one of her friends was not moving into it so we were like yeah we'll take it for a year and see where we wanted to live so we made a one-year commitment to come down we didn't have to bring our stuff because we were renting a so we moved down in two car trips Mm -hmm. um wow 
we just drove down with, he drove down one weekend with a car full of things. And then we, he came back and we drove down again with the dogs that we had and a few other things. We left everything else in storage and moved down to see if we were going to like it. And then (laughs) that was it. Fell in love with it. And then over, over the course of that first year, brought brought more of our stuff down and when our lease was up in that first house and we moved into a bigger place then and and we've been here five years and in, in our second oh, place yeah. here in sarasota yes had a fire yeah. sale up in gloucester we were just like yeah we're selling everything and we had gotten some advice from other new there are a lot of new englanders massachusetts people and rhode island people here new yorkers tend to go to the East Coast, East Coast yeah. but Sarasota is much more Midwestern. So having been in Grinnell for so long and we met in St. Louis, mm. we have Midwest attraction. Mm-hmm. So being in Sarasota, there are Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's a very Midwest. Yeah, it's the I-75 corridor coming south versus, versus the, the I-95 <laughs> from the East Coast. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Entirely different vibe over on this side of the state. Yes. So interesting. Yeah, it was really, it was. You would recommend your side of the golf. Totally. Well, it depends on what it is that you want. If you want a little bit more, this is, if you want to compare it to Grinnell, for instance, this is a little bit more South Campus. And the ladies post a little bit more North Campus, right? Love it, love it. It's a little chill vibe here. Um, so yeah. one of the one of the communities we have here in Sarasota is a very active Mennonite community from oh, yeah. Indiana and Wisconsin. Wow. There's a whole section of town. Um, and so once harvest is finished, they just jump in their fifth wheelers and come down and they winter down here in this one amazing neighborhood. Oh, but the food and the produce and the pies at those restaurants are incredible. So we're very, very happy to have the Mennonites uh, as part of the community. The Amish Amish are here as well. So they have tricycles that they ride. We don't have horse and buggies, but we've got tricycles and they're in the, they're, you know, driving, riding up and down the streets in their bikes and long dresses, even in the, even when it gets hot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. So (laughs) it's a great community. So is it, a sizable Amish community? It is yeah. quite sizable, yes. Yeah, I, there's, there's, I would, wow. I would guess I'm just making this up, but based on the size of that, that community in that part of town, I, I think, yeah, three to four thousand uh, Amish wow. people down here yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, nice, nice people. Yeah. You know? No, but it's, it's, the restaurants are great. Yeah. Like, so like he oh. said, you know, the pies, the, <laughs> it's really nice to have the sort of Amish, yeah. Uh, we got the uh, one of the things I love when I've been in Amish country are the moon pies and the, all the baked goods. It's right here for us. It's fantastic. Yeah, one of the one of the local market chains is Amish owned, and yep. and it's like going to a farmers market. It's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'll bet. I'll bet. So a, you guys basically uprooted your life in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. and you put everything in storage yeah. for what a year, two years? I would say two years. No, because we moved down oh, here yeah, in 15, yeah, we yeah, sold the house yeah. in 18. Yeah, in, in trading terms, we kind of legged in, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. all at once, you know, it was a kind of yeah. phased phased in. But uh, one of the things I have to say is, as I've talked to more people who are thinking about living in different places, I really highly recommend renting for a year. 
and just checking it out. I have another friend who moved down here and bought a house. She hates it. She hates the neighborhood <laughs> that she's in. She's not happy at all. She just wishes that she was one block over. But they they bought the house. They invested a lot in it. They can't really sell it. But she's not happy with what it is that the, the move that she made. And she came down from Gloucester as well. And she moved to St. Pete. And she wasn't happy with the house in the neighborhood that she bought in. So I was really thrilled with our decision to test an area mm-hmm. and live here for a year and see really get to know which neighborhood we wanted to live in where we ended up moving to is further west and closer to the highway which I did not I lived downtown with my sister close to the botanical gardens mm-hmm. with Ev which was also close right at bike riding to downtown and now we're 4 miles south of downtown which I never it's like the boonies but <laughs> It's fantastic because we get hop on and in on and off the highway easily, and we are away from. It does get peopley here in the winter because you know people are coming down from the snowy climbs to the even this year, even among, even with COVID, really? people did travel because they have wow. here, right? Oh, it's right, not right. as much vacation. It's not hotel rooms. We've built a lot of hotel rooms in the last five years, but people have condos here that mm-hmm. they have. For generations. Yeah, winter homes. Winter actual homes. homes winter. that they come back year after year. Wow. They, they call it in-season. So basically from Thanksgiving through mid-April, uh, the population in Sarasota explodes. Yeah. Now you do get some vacationers, especially during spring break time, like over on Siesta Key. But for the most part, it's, it's actual snowbirds that are here mm-hmm. five months out of the year yeah. and then go back north because – nobody wants to be here in August unless they absolutely have to be. <laughs> so, so the, as we, we've heard from a couple of other couples who have moved to Florida that the weather is just at times unbearable, but because the majority of the time is lovely, you know, mm-hmm. they stay. So mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about that hot, hot weather? Well, here's the thing. Honestly, we can, we can afford to live in a house with a pool. And when we lived downtown, we were a mile from the beach. So we, okay, so we moved here. When we left Massachusetts, there was snow on the ground on May 15th. Now, it had been plowed. It was the piles <laughs> of snow in the malls, right? But uh, the yeah. snow was there. And we got, and it was probably, let's say, 38, 40 degrees. And it was melting, right? But we got here three days later and it was 90. And I was like, it's summer. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> and and the beaches are amazing in the summer. Mm-hmm. So every day we were, I we lived, we lived half a mile from the beach in Massachusetts. And I think I was at the beach twice in 24 years. It was cold. The water is cold. We moved here. We were in the beach. We were in the water every single day for the first nice. Yeah, that, that, that was kind of happy hour. You know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we would uh, we call it bobbing. We'd go bobbing. We'd just meet at the beach. We wouldn't even come home first. So she would she would leave home. I would leave work. We'd meet <laughs> at the beach and we'd just bob up to our necks in the water and <laughs> dream about what we wanted to make for dinner and then hit the market on the way home and make an amazing, amazing meal. And that would pretty much be it. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, my, my friends tease me especially as a musician, you'd think I would keep, you know, the later hours. No, I'm solar. Power. <laughs> really? If the sun goes down, I'm done. Right. <laughs> I like that. You're a true Florida guy then. <laughs> what's great is that here, 
we have more sun in the winter too, because we're on a lower south. Because we're further south, I would say that our darkest nights in December would it gets dark around maybe five and light around seven thirty. So we still instead of when we were in New England. It was dark at three thirty, four o'clock, and it wouldn't get light till eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven thirty, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. So I assume that's still true. So we get a little bit more like 10, 11, 12 hours in the winter, mm-hmm. and because we're solar powered, it's it's much better for us in terms of depression and that sort of thing because yeah, we have absolutely. a lot more light. The downside is in the I'm a morning person, and I loved in New England in June. <laughs> getting up at four o'clock in the morning and it appearing like it was noon yeah. here. That's not true. It's still only light at, you know, five 30. Okay. So um, those, so those summer days aren't quite as long, but I would rather have the year round okay. light. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm working outside um, most of the time. So in, in those hot, sticky summer months, you just bring three changes of clothes. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and I, I'm doing that right now. I, I've been refinishing a lot of uh, tropical hardwood docks. It's the time of year to do that. So I'm I'm out on the barrier islands at these you know ten million dollar mansions, redoing all their epe antique docks and furniture and pergolas. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in the in the mornings right now, I've got long pants and maybe a sweatshirt. But by ten o'clock, I'm down to shorts and and one of those lightweight fishing shirts. Wow. Um, but in in the summer. Yeah, you definitely need uh, a couple of changes of clothes uh, yeah. as you go. You through. adjust because it sounds like you're on vacation year round. So it is. It it's feels, a no brainer. It really yeah. feels that way. And in, in truth, we're in air conditioning. Mm-hmm. He he is now working outside, but he, you can get a break from it. Mm-hmm. It's just like in the winter. How can you live in the cold? Well, right. you have mm-hmm. heat yeah. in the house, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And the truth is, is that yes, it's oppressively hot in the summer but I'm in my air conditioning or I'm in the pool or I'm at the beach with working from home. I mean, with a new dynamic, if I'm home, I'm in a climate controlled situation yep. yeah. most yeah. of the time. So it doesn't matter where I live. Right. I'd rather be warm right. than cold. Absolutely. That's a, that's an excellent so, definition. So did you hear him, Gil? He has to redo the Epe wood all the time. Gil convinced me to get Epe wood and every two years I have to redo it, but it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, unless you like it gray, you know, some people like the, the weathered gray look, you know, and some people want that beautiful warm and being a guitar builder um, and furniture builder. I'm a, I'm a freak about good wood and, yeah. and yeah. enhancing the grain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But that, that, w- that wood is so hard. It's so hard to drill into. It, it's called ironwood for a reason. I, I snapped off three <laughs> bits in, in the first 45 minutes the other day and had oh to my go goodness. some hardened, oh, hardened bits um, oh, um, wow. and, and stainless steel star head screws. You can't yeah. even drill down into it. You know, right, right, right. To replace mm-hmm. some dock boards. But but it's beautiful stuff and it's it, mm-hmm. it's indestructible and it's perfect for down here. Yeah, wow, they, it's they, have, they have yeah. docks made of it? Wow. Yeah, yeah. 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 You yeah. have and a lot I, of money. A square foot uh, uh, three-tier dock three weeks ago. It was, it was a, a, it was about a two week long project of cleaning, brightening, sanding, and then oiling. But wow. uh, yeah, 500 square feet worth of that. Oh my wow. goodness. <laughs> well, and, and the nice thing is, you know, uh, I love people who get caught up with the keeping up with the Joneses because my clients are all very affluent. <laughs> so I do, I do somebody's dock and the neighbor has a similar epi yes. or yeah, dock, yeah. and they're like, 
hey, Bob's looks way better than mine now. Do you have a card? <laughs> Brilliant. But, um, I'm getting uh, going to get some of those uh, yard signs made uh, for my for my business, but put them out on the dock so the kayakers and the boaters see them. Now, I don't oh. care the people out in the front. They, nobody needs to see that. Yeah. But as you're as as uh, potential clients are paddling by, they go, "Oh, that looks amazing. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'll have my sign right there, yeah. out to the canal." So brilliant. <laughs> Oh, that's Good so for funny. you, man. Yeah, I love it. So, <laughs> but, so tell us. Uh, um, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. So Sarasota has been consistently ranked number one. I mean, every time we look at another report, it's number one. How do you think it differs from the other areas that are popular or competing? Let me take let me take that one from the beach standpoint. Why Siesta Key Beach gets uh, rated so high all the time? The offshore is a quartz crystal deposit humongous one. So that beach is not crushed coral. It's not crushed shell. It's not gravelly. It's actually pulverized quartz crystal that is powder fine. It's like confectioner sugar. Um, But they claim that there are healing properties to it, but it just, (laughs) the feel of it is just so entirely different. You go a mile to the south or a mile to the north and the quality of the sand is completely different. But, Mm -hmm. but uh, imagine a beach made entirely of pulverized quartz crystal. It's, wow. Um, it's That's why different. it's so white, right? It feels yes. completely different. It's very, it's fluffy in a weird mm. way. I mean, it's, you know, it feels like, it feels like, a, like the ground, but when you walk through it, it's, it's dustier, it's finer mm-hmm. and it doesn't get hot. It dissipates so you the can, heat. It dissipates the heat and you can walk on the beach in bare, bare feet. So for instance, when I go for walks on the beach, I just leave my shoes at the edge of the path at the bushes. And then it can be a quite a long walk to get to the water. So, but it, it doesn't burn your feet because it's quartz Mm -hmm. instead of coral. But then another thing, I think another uh, component to that is for a small city, we have a ballet company, three theater companies, uh, a performing arts center with uh, uh, the off-Broadway touring plays um, and, and concerts. An There's opera. Uh, we have an opera company, a very, very um, active live music scene. Anywhere you go, um, you, you'll, you'll get live music if you, if you want it. Um, so and, and is it orig- original live music or just uh copy uh, both, both, yeah. Okay. It, it depends. You get you get a lot of Buffett covers, you know, if you go to a Tiki <laughs> bar, that's what you you know, but uh um but you can you can find you can find reggae, R and B, blues, Motown. Um wow. I, I'm more Americana singer songwriter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um there's uh, uh uh fantastic bluegrass circles. In fact, I'm 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 attending a jam later on this afternoon at my neighbors and singing partners across the street. Um, so culturally, there's a lot to offer, but also um, I think we have more millionaires per capita than most cities, especially in the season. You know, it's 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 a very parts of town are very affluent. You know, people that can afford to have vacation homes in Florida do. We have rock stars and actors and the uh, Hall of Famers that have homes here in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's not uncommon to, uh, I think even Jerry Springer lives in town. You know, it runs the whole gamut. <laughs> but I was, at a, I was at a New Year's Eve party a couple of years ago, geeking out with uh, Stu Cook from Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, wow. Oh, it's like for, for half an hour, we're talking about guitar building. It's like, he was at Woodstock. 
He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we're just sharing a beer around a bonfire at a New Year's Eve party, and that's not uncommon down here. Yeah, and people people treat our celebrities just as regular people. It's not uncommon to run into Brian Johnson from ACDC at the supermarket. Oh my God, Gene is salivating right now. Okay, salivating. I have a funny story about that. One of my air conditioning uh, uh, tech friends. Uh, Amy Grant, uh, uh, Vince Gill's. Um, yeah, Amy Grant. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, her parents have a place down here on on one of the keys, and so he goes to do a, a service call, and Vince Gill opens the door, and he knows exactly who Vince Gill is, but he keeps calling him Mr. Grant, just to kind of oh. and doesn't doesn't pretend to acknowledge or know who he is. And after about an hour or so, Vince Gill's kind of fishing for like, well, what kind of music you like there, you know, and finally. Finally, uh, he, he's like, oh, really? You know Amy Grant? He's just messing with him. And you know, he finally fesses up that, you know, he knows exactly who Vince Gill is. But, <laughs> That's so um, funny. Yeah, they're just treated as regular folks down here because it's high per capita, you know, mm-hmm. folks like that. But, uh, Interesting. Yeah. And then, but there's also a mix, right? I mean, there are oh, people yeah. who, I mean, it, it is, is it affordable? Did you have trouble finding... Um, you know, like middle-income people who are oh, yeah. able to well, purchase see, homes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the I thought I found when we moved down here that I would say compared to Boston, mm-hmm. it was about thirty percent cheaper to live here. Oh, okay. It was significant, like the grocery store, and uh, mm-hmm. was we, it was easier to save money in in that way. Electricity was a little, electricity was a little bit cheaper but you are spending more because you're doing it uh, Mm -hmm. because we have a pool and a hot tub. Mm -hmm. We're spending a little bit more than maybe the average person would. But I found that it was less expensive to live here and it was easy to find places to live. I would say that one of the downsides is that a lot of the neighborhoods are HOAs. So they're homeowner associations. So that even though you own your own home, you can't have a camper in your front yard. You can't leave a U uh, um, or a, a boat or, or commercial those, vehicles. No, what are the U-Haul? Not a U-Haul, but the bins that you have to load to store. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you okay. can't have that in your front yard. You can't put. Po- you can't have a boat in your front yard. You so a lot. We live and we live. We rent and we live in an HOA. So. You can't park your car on the street overnight. You have to have it in the driveway. So I would say that for people who prefer a, a much more independent living style, <laughs> that might be a little bit challenging here because there are more condos and sort of neighborhoods that require, but on the flip side, it keeps the neighborhoods really beautiful and it's a very attractive place to live. And another thing about Sarasota that I absolutely love and I don't know if it's true about all of Florida, but it is true here, is that the beaches and the parking are free. Oh, so wow. in Gloucester, it's 25 bucks to park at the <laughs> yes, yeah. parking yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. But here, all the parking is taken care of. The, 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 the roads are maintained beautifully. I would say that Sarasota is a city that really uh, takes care of itself. It's mm-hmm. just, it's mm-hmm. sustainable. The, the, the bus um, transportation is regular and works well. I was really surprised at all of the free amenities that there are considering it's a tourist town. Right. right? That you've got so many people coming, but the 
And I think back back to your question on the uh, you know middle income. Mm-hmm. Um, the, obviously, the closer you get to the bay and the harbor, and mm-hmm. then the barrier islands, you know the, the property values go up. Most of the people in the trades or the service industries live further further inland and further south towards Venice, Inglewood, mm-hmm. um, Nokomis. Like when I was uh, managing an estate over on uh, Lido Key in. Off season, I could be there in 20 minutes. During season, it could be 45 minutes to an hour to get there. Yeah, wow. But then wow. getting off the barrier islands on during the season because of beach traffic, all the beaches are out there on those keys. Mm-hmm. Um, it could take me an hour just to get off of the islands and wow. I'm still 45 minutes from home. So that's amazing. Most of the most of the people in the trades and the service industries that that service those at affluent um, clients. Have to have to commute to be able to have affordable housing and a nice quality of life. There's almost a dividing line. You could have the same square footage house on the western side of the Tamiami Trail that would cost you twice as much mm-hmm. as one two blocks to the east it's of the Tamiami Trail. Yeah. They, they they just you know the the real realtor code is oh well it's west of the trail you know meaning closer to the beach. But uh, but yeah if you're if you're willing to drive. 45 minutes, you can, uh, you can live quite well and comfortably. Mm-hmm. And so that's just 45 a- minutes to get to the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, right. but we, we live West. Like I said, we're four miles West of Siesta key mm-hmm. and the Southern portion of Sarasota. And it's directly in line with Siesta key. So it can take me maybe 15 minutes to get to the beach instead of walking yeah. to the beach. Yeah. Right? And it is close enough to take a bicycle or a scooter, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a style scooter. And, uh, Those are popular down here. Yeah. And I have to say, it's awfully nice to have, be in a Jeep with the top down in February, you know? Oh, wow. Yes, I, 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 I don't mind sitting in traffic. I, I don't either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said you have a pool. Do you own the pool in the winter or is it too oh, cold? Oh, yeah. Ah. No, we have a heated pool. Oh, wow. We don't heat it every day. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. We're not, yeah. I don't love the pool so much that I, but we have a hot tub and we're in the hot tub probably four or five times a week. We have a, what we're prepping for today and we're taking time out of our day this morning to talk to you is we do Sunday fun days. So it's naked time by the pool. We have our friends come over and we, it's our pod of people. And um, so it's a place that we can come and, because we don't want to go to the nudist resorts because of COVID. We don't want wow. to be in the um, bigger. That's still open. Groups. Yeah, yeah. Those are still open. Wow. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. and, and it's lovely. And I, I have to say that it is, it is a little weird down here because we are diligent mask wearers. I'm yep. a diligent hand washer. I follow all of the CDC protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, we've really been fine. We've eaten out in restaurants, but most of the restaurants I'm eating outdoors. We yeah. eat outdoors. Yeah. Right. I think we, we were in a rest. We went to a Thai restaurant the other day. There were two patrons in a restaurant that holds a hundred people. Wow. Uh, so most of the still open. Yeah. So I don't feel uncomfortable being, and all of the utensils, the paper products, the staff are wearing masks. We don't go to restaurants where they're not wearing masks, uh, the wait staff. I have to say, at least in Sarasota, we keep we are part of a study from the um, sister study, which I was a part of, which is about uh, breast cancer specifically. Okay. They joined a co. They partnered with Mass General and are doing a um, uh, COVID study, and so we're watching the numbers, and our numbers have stayed at one percent for a year. 
Okay, good, 1%, 1.3%, but the highest we've gotten is 1.3%. We've really, they've done an excellent job down here. Yeah. They lifted the mask requirements downtown, but if they're not wearing masks in the stores, we won't spend our money in the stores. Right, right, right. And, you know, it's stupid for them. Yeah, because yeah, we know um, the governor hasn't enforced it, so it's exactly. up to the it's up to the citizens. Yeah, it is, and yeah. so we're we're doing what we can, but it also means that when we know that our friends are doing the same thing, so we've had a lot more. Lib- and because we're outdoors, we're kayaking, we're cycling, mm-hmm. we're hanging out by the pool, we're we're socializing safely outside. and outside, and people are you know. So we've had a little bit less of a traumatic experience through COVID. And I would say that that's mainly because we have been in Florida, that we have been able to be outside and and see people and stay safe. Downside, depending on where you fall on the spectrum, is it is Florida. You're south of the Mason-Dixon line and it is a red state. Um, And so you... I, I, I didn't realize the extent of that when we first got down here because of the people we hang out with, their fashion designers, filmmakers, yeah, right. um, artists, artists <laughs> musicians. So I thought this that even Sarasota was this groovy little progressive enclave. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. <laughs> uh, now, we, we have found the groovy progressive enclave within, mm-hmm. but um, I did a, I did a, a stand-up comedy boot camp uh, within the first nine months we were down here and it was the, the performance was the night after the Arizona primary. So this was 2015 and I did an all political set with an original song um, on my Burnjo. It's my banjo with the Bernie Sanders logo painted on it. Um, And, uh, and I thought I would be playing to like-minded people. And then I'm sitting there with all the other students with the owner of the club and I'm watching folks pile in you know for the show and i realized i am going to upset i guarantee 75 percent of the people at this show which is fine as long as i knew that going in you know but uh it's uh it's it's a full-on red state so you just have to know that going in especially Um, the west coast right yeah Yes, exactly. Yes. We, it's Midwest. It's yeah, you know, yeah. The, the yeah, the 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 blue part of the state is definitely Fort Lauderdale on down through Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's bluer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so uh, yeah, but again, we one of the reasons I really loved Sarasota. I had always my sister had always thought that maybe she'd retire in Mexico or something. And it's like there's a place in Florida that is probably really going to be okay. And one of the reasons Sarasota was attractive, I wanted to move down here, but we weren't necessarily ready to retire. But I felt like I was too young to be spending so much time indoors alone, hibernating in the winters in Massachusetts. When I was doing, when I was, when we were coming, thinking about coming down here, I read that the average age in Sarasota was 44 versus in Naples where it's 77. Yeah. Right. Because this is a much more young and vibrant city. This is a place where young people, and again, given that we're in different circumstances now, people are able to work from home. You can come to a city like this and live here and be in a vibrant and active community 
and not be in, and again, I Bonita Springs or, you know, Naples, Fort Myers, where it's really much more transient second home condo kind of a place. And it's really sober. It's people are li- living in what they call God's waiting room. Oh. They just come down here to sort of sit in front of the television and, you know, maybe be active. Play a little mahjong and then die. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have, I have to tell you this now that you brought that up. So my poor mom had um, diabetes uh, with her last child and she lived with that for a while. Anyway, she eventually went on dialysis the last six years of her life. One of the things my mom enjoyed the most was mahjong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical, uh, not not necessarily typical, but of that generation of immigrants, yeah, yeah. Um, mahjong is huge. And we're, I mean, we're talking we're talking big dollars, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She'd either she'd either go. You're not doing it right. <laughs> exactly. You know, she's like, "What do you mean, play with the quarter? I'll play with the quarter with you kids, but that's it." So anyway, on one of the last nights, I picked her up from dialysis dropped her off at a mahjong place close to our house. She also ran, by the way, a mahjong parlor for several years. Nice. Oh, my God. Oh, my uh, God. She's like, I made 10000 this month. I'm like, all right, shush, shush. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She I, tells me about the business, and I'm like, Ma, I'm a lawyer. I don't need to know. It was in Chinatown, and I came up there once. Oh guys God. ran out the fire escape because they thought I was a cop. <laughs> So, That's so yeah, cool. That was funny, right? They're like, oh my God, they look out this little window. They're like, white guy. And she's going, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was her last night. I dropped her off. I never knew that I wouldn't see her again. And she was playing a game of Mahjong. She was losing, of course, in those days because, you know, her vision was going. Her health yeah. just was at its worst, you know. And she had a heart attack and she died oh. at the Mahjong. But she died doing something she loved. Doing what she loved. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's awesome. And, yes. and yeah. we get a call. And, you know, we, we, uh, I got there. My, my, my brother got there. And there she was lying on the ground. And the Mahjong parlor, the people had cleared out. They were like, we don't want to be around when the cops <laughs> come, you know. But yeah. anyway, anyway. I oh, man. But thanks, everyone, for bringing up the Maja. <laughs> the Maja yeah. It's a beautiful story, though. She sounded like a character. Yeah. Oh, oh she was. Oh, she was a character <laughs> with a capital C. Nice. Awesome. nice. Yeah. What, what about healthcare? How's yes. healthcare? There? That's funny. I was just going to mention that. One of the things, another thing is, is I'm a non traditional medical. I, yeah, right. I don't, I don't buy, I don't do Western medicine as as readily as I do Eastern medicine. And so there, where we lived in Gloucester was a very early, early on. I was the board director on the co-op back in the like early nineties, really a little bit ahead of our time. And Gloucester was a enclave of natural healers. Reiki was very popular there, chiropractic and massage and acupuncture. I was attracted to that kind of um, more, energy medicine. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that when we got to Sarasota, we've got fantastic healthcare. If you're looking for Western medicine, they got whatever you need, but what they also have is a lot of alternative healing. And so for people who are interested in an alternative healing, this is, they've got really great practitioners here and many of them, anything you might want, however avant-garde it might seem, it seems to be here. 
Mm-hmm. And I will, and now we have, we, we, we go to, a, and the other thing that they have that I have not, I've investigated, but haven't engaged in is concierge medicine. So rather you might have a catastrophic and in this, these days, I think you can have like catastrophic insurance if you need it, but for daily stuff, you can have a membership at a doctor's office where you can just call at any time and get questions answered and go in for visits. And um, it's a much more cost control. Now we have, we also weirdly enough in our late fifties and early sixties, require no medication. So we have no blood pressure medicine, no anything, no prescriptions that we take on a regular basis, except for medical marijuana, which is also incredible, which has helped with my insomnia and anxiety and pain. Mm -hmm. So that has been, we have been able to find whatever it is that we need. We have an excellent Planned Parenthood um, organization here. I remember I went in we lost his great health insurance when we first moved down here because he left his job. We had it for a year or whatever and afterwards, mm-hmm. but I, I needed to get a mammogram. I hadn't been to the doctor for a while. And I went in and the, the, the office offered 3d mammograms for $69. Oh, wow. I didn't need the, it wasn't like a $400 thing that I had to pay a copay. It was $69 for a mammogram. I was like, yep. I'll, out of pocket. It's just out of pocket. That's amazing. It's amazing for three days. Yeah. yeah. Here we have to seek it out in New York. I mean, they're all over, but you know, it's not yeah. like $69 for sure. Yeah. No, but, but I was surprised that I found even the medical um, care affordable mm-hmm. here. Okay. Okay. Which was surprising. And we have not, well, again, we don't go to the doctor. I don't go for an annual checkup. We're healthy in general. And when I, but I do see a Chinese medicine doctor on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I, I, I would do my pap smear at mm-hmm. parenthood mm. and my breast exam, wherever it is that I need to go. And I'm paying for it independently and I can afford it and it's easy and I don't have to deal with insurance. That's- so it's out of pocket, mm-hmm. but I'm healthy and I'm able to afford it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is a big, big plus for mm-hmm. people as well. Another thing that's popular down here, which, which is very convenient if you just, you know, you need some stitches. You, you or I, I, uh, I got a concussion at work a, a while Ooh. back. I had to, uh, a swarm of bees come after me, and uh, oh. I reared up to get away from them. I came up underneath an overhanging concrete piece, knocked myself unconscious. Let me just. Oh my goodness! There are uh, a ton of urgent care facilities which are just sort of walk-in light emergency room. You know, you don't have to go to the hospital. Right. If you just need some stitches, you know. Uh, uh, a finger put back in place because you dislocated, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but those, those are very popular down here too. And very convenient. And you're in and out of there within an hour, you know, it might cost you 150 bucks, but you know, you walk into an emergency room, you're, you're looking at a thousand just for showing up. Yeah. You know, so, so those, those are very popular down here as well. Mm-hmm. So Sarasota claims to be the winter home of Ringling brothers it claims to have been the home. The winter home of Ringling Brothers. It, it really was because oh yeah, I I grew up in a town which also claimed to be the winter home of Ringling Brothers, and no. as as a bunch of towns did. Yeah, I grew up in par- partly in Island Park, New York, which is in Long Island, and there was a there was a part of town called Barnum Isle, and the myth was always that that was the, the winter home. Well, I did some research on this. It was not. It was, in fact, somebody named Peter C. Barnum that owned the land, not P.T. Barnum. But you really live in a place that was the winter home. 
yeah, uh, uh, Ringling, Mr. Yes. Ringling is yeah. the guy in, I don't know, 18 something that started wintering in Sarasota. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so John Ringling and, and Marie, I can't remember his wife's name. I can't remember his wife's name, but uh, the museum is fantastic. It's one of the things that I do with almost everybody who visits us. I have a membership to the museum and they have a, there was a artist who cre- recreated a miniature circus. And wow. so you walk into the museum, you walk into this particular portion of the museum and they have a ra- railroad cars and rail. It's an enormous room, railroad cars. And they have the animals on the railroad cars. And then you walk down a little bit further and you show them un unpacking the railroad cars and setting up the food tents and it tells a story of so as you walk around this room you see the progression of how the um, circus is created unpacked and then packed back up and enjoyed and the people coming in and there's the what's the the, The midway midway, you can see the animals and the petting zoo Mm -hmm. and the the bearded lady and the you know (laughs) yeah all the different attractions and that is absolutely and it's a miniature and it's fantastic it's just beautiful to see the gardens are beautiful their home was right on the on the bay it's gorgeous and they do tours there as well um we have quite a few attractions that were created by Ringling. He, on Long Lido Key, mm-hmm. he built the Ringling Bridges named for him. His statues from his own collection, Pepper, the central Saint common Armin's area, St. Armand's Circle. Circle. I think it's St. Yeah. Armand's Circle. And there is a our own Hollywood Stars mm-hmm. are but for circus performance. But for circus performance, <laughs> circus hall of fame. It's a circus hall of fame. <laughs> walk around, I think is it Dumbo? Oh yeah. There's a there's a mm-hmm. there's a wheel for all of the famous clowns and art, artists that you've heard of in their in your lifetime. Yeah. Now, my favorite thing about them uh, being down here, uh, there's a fraternal organization similar to the Elks or the Moose Lodge, but for show folks for old circus people and it's it's called show folks and it, you know it's their <laughs> private club but uh there was a neighborhood and we, there were a couple of these on our street when we first moved here that were tiny houses that were built to scale for the little people that were part of the circus oh, and so okay. the doors are lower the counters are lower the toilets are lower so yeah. they're full-sized houses if you happen to be four foot tall and uh they've moved a couple of them out because now they're in very uh, desirable neighborhoods, yeah. but these cottages were amazing. And you might get four wow. of them on one lot. Wow. Just Talk adorable. They're almost like dollhouses, but they were yeah. for small human beings. But, uh, wow. So that's still in existence. Yes. You know saying, but yeah. they, yeah. some of it moved away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, there's still a winter. There's, there's a, there's a circus. What's it called? Um, the circus conservatory. Yes, so sir. they have um, classes for people who want to try trapezing and try learning mm-hmm. things. They have a kid's circus and, yeah. and we have circus events all year long yeah. and small circuses that set up and mm-hmm. tents go up and come down. Yeah. And um, it's, it's really quite still quite active. Mm-hmm. And I guess the circus ended right. right. A few yeah. years yeah. ago, yeah. They yeah. Hired the entire yeah. circus. Mm-hmm. Right. Um I believe many of the performers may have come back here. I know mm-hmm. some of the animals are in central Florida. There's a, 
um, uh, yeah. a refuge uh-huh. for a rescue, for, rescue for, the for the animals. animals. Yeah. yeah. In fact, um, Nick Walinda, one of the flying yeah. Walindas yeah. lives here in town, yeah. and he's doing a drive-in stunt show at Benderson Park uh, wow. right now. So you oh, come nice. and you view <laughs> all of these stunts from your car. From it's your a COVID-safe yeah. stunt show with uh, <laughs> Nick Walinda doing the high wire thing uh, as the finale. That's uh, yep. so great. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we have a um a, water ski a water ski show, show at show. the aquarium. At the aquarium. Very wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, I'll bet the pyramid, you know, with all the yeah. I, I love this kitschy stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, really fantastic. It. It's wonderful. Ringling brothers and Barnum and Bailey joined. So yes. Barnum yes. probably did start in Long in Island. Long Island. No, no, he didn't. No, 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 no. There was a different it wasn't P.T. Barnum. It wasn't P.T. Barnum. It was Peter C. Barnum. Okay. This myth just accelerated over the years. Okay. And, and it wasn't true at all. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, interesting. Uh, um, yes. Connection yes. to P.T. Barnum. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and, okay. And this this was Ringling. Um, and even even there, the greatest show on earth, the Barnum and Bailey Ringling yep. Brothers, were not headquartered out of Sarasota. Uh, I think for about 12 years before they, they, they had changed logistically where this was their headquarters, but, uh, but that did change. I mean, it's quite the presence I bet in Sarasota. Oh, because yeah. of Ringling that. College, which is one of the Ringling College. Yeah. yeah. yeah of yeah. Art and design. They're actually kind of a, their, their specialty is uh movie animation. They're almost a, a trade oh, school wow. for companies like Pixar and DreamWorks. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Very, very high end. High end. Um, yeah. Uh, design college, but but digital animation and media and game development is is one of their specialties. This is a really very very arts centric. I have just a quick question back to the beaches. How's the, how's the fishing there? Oh, fantastic! It, except when we had red tide a couple of years ago, that was catastrophic. But uh, no, I have several friends that are that are charter fishing captains, and uh, um, yeah, if if you if you like offshore fishing, mm-hmm. uh, either in the flats or 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 going going offshore, there, there's it, a lot of it's it's heaven for that down here. Um, and and there's a obviously a huge boating scene. Uh, mm-hmm. So both mm-hmm. sail and power yachts. Uh, uh, they're just it, within the four or five towns up and down the coast. There must be a dozen different yacht clubs and boat clubs. One of the things we love, they also have. Uh, um, several really good um, boat rental clubs. You don't need to own your own boat. Oh, wow. You just pay a monthly fee. You get so many days worth of usage. And uh, yeah, so we'll we'll rent a boat a couple of times a year, usually a pontoon boat, just get a bunch of friends. And uh, Of course, we haven't done that recently because well, that's yeah. too close yeah. quarters. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Um, but yes, there, so there's a, there's a, an extremely active fishing and, and boating uh, component to living down here. And so the seafood must be really good, huh? Yes. I will say, though, that I was quite surprised how expensive it was. We lived in, again, Gloucester, Massachusetts, yeah. fishing town. You know, you could get lobsters for two ninety nine a pound, right? It was mm. Wow. Um, but down here, I, it, first of all, it's different fish, which also is kind of eye-widening. Uh, the fish is delicious, but I would say that it it isn't nearly as popular as I expected it to be. I thought I'd be eating fish all the time. It's yeah. um, it's not as on as many restaurant menus as I would have 
expected it to be on. God, that's really surprising. Yeah, Yeah, I think one of the reasons for that is the type of fish that's down here all has to be caught on lines as opposed to in nets. And so the amount of work and effort going into each individual fish landed is considerably higher than, say, up in Gloucester where you're getting cod by the ton. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. But the other thing is is that another interesting fact was that Florida has a high per capita it has, it's a, it's a cattle, it's an agriculturally at more cattle driven state than a fishing state. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Central Florida. I wouldn't have known this at all. So we drive. So when my dad was in alive and in Palm beach, we would drive from Sarasota to Palm beach, which is almost directly across the state. And you're just going through cattle country. I think we learned that Florida has more Cows per capita than Texas. Texas. What? What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole, the whole center. The whole center of the state is uh, is cattle very ranches. cattle. Cattle. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so wow. the, the 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 three main agricultural parts of of the state is citrus, cattle, and sugar down down around Okeechobee. You know mm-hmm. the, the wow. Oh, imagine those poor cows. They're used to, you know, the cows that we see in the Northeast where they get Mm -hmm. snow and then all of a sudden they're in 90 degree weather. Those cows Mm -hmm. getting together. It's like, you must sweat a lot. (laughs) We have, we we had, um, there's been a lot of building here because obviously with all these fantastic reviews and beaches, we've got a lot of growth happening right now. Longhorn steer grazing on our corner right across no. the street from the grocery <laughs> store yeah right across the street from yeah, the grocery it's about store about a, a three acre pasture because the, the, the part of town we live in is called palmer ranch and it was owned by the palmers and it was a hundred oh. ten thousand acre cattle ranch but they still have little pastures Office. where they will they will graze the cattle and they move them from pasture to pasture mm-hmm. but uh, oh, wow yeah so it's not it's not surprising to be driving around in sarasota and pass some longhorns out out in a fenced off pasture. Interesting, Because when you, you know, when you look at the Google images of certain zip codes and all, you don't see cattle, right? They, right. Anytime you Google Sarasota, it's the beaches. And, sure. and I would have never even thought about this. Yes. <laughs> but it also it's means cool. have access to um, grass good fed. grass fed um, beef, beef and wild hogs. There's a market for people who want to buy, mm. you know, if you're eating meat, you can have a by half a cow or mm-hmm. whatever. There's a lot of organic stuff happening yeah. here too. So we have a fantastic farmer's market. Um, we belong to a CSA and we get our box every week. That runs from November 1st to June 1st, I think. And then we've started growing uh, a few vegetables ourselves on little grow boxes that we got at Home Depot. And it's interesting to have to learn when mm. to grow things because it's a different season yeah. when you've got sun all year. Right. But as a chef, it's nice to have an herb garden that I've got all year long. I just right. go out and oh, wow. my basil right. my time. And- I have a question about um, Sarasota sounds beautiful and wonderful and there's so much to do, but I read there's some areas that have some crime. Is that correct? Yeah. Like, like any city, mm-hmm. um, the, the closer you get to the town of Bradenton, which is the next one North of us, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just just like any any city, you have uh, rougher rougher parts of town, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, economically depressed areas, and that leads to crime and drugs, and definitely a factor. I don't think it's any worse than uh, than anywhere else, but 
there are definitely parts of town you want to lock up your car. Um, and we do have a high homeless population yeah, in, in season yeah. because they'll go back up north in the summers. Even the homeless tend to be seasonal in terms Same. of quantity. I would do that too if I were in that situation. Yeah. I would at least, yeah. if I were a professional camper, as uh, some people uh, call it, I'd want to be someplace warm too. So yeah. there, there are homeless snowbirds? There are homeless yes. snowbirds. Well, that may be an unfair characterization. I will say that the homeless population does go up in the, in the winter and goes down in the summer. And I think it's because it is, and think about it, it's unbearable to be outside in the summer here. So you would want to go to cooler climes and spend the summer someplace else. Not, not just, not just homeless, but a lot of people are very fond of Asheville, the, the, the Smoky Mountains. So people, mm-hmm. they, they, they'll, they'll go up to the, they'll have a place up in the mountains for July, August, and September. So they're uh-huh. out of the, the heat and the humidity and also out of here for hurricane season because that is a factor. Sarasota, just because of geographically where we are, hasn't had a direct hit by a hurricane uh, since Ever. the 30s. Oh. Even the ones that, that, that loop around they will Tampa. either they'll either hit north of us and hit Tampa, or they'll go in at Punta Gorda, south of us. But just you know, they they follow the hot water just because of where Sarasota is. The only ones that are a real threat are the ones that brew in the Gulf that just pop up, and those are a little more unpredictable. And that's usually not till September or October. So even for hurricanes, I would rather be in Sarasota than in Tampa or Mm -hmm. south of us or in Miami Homestead or the Keys. Mm -hmm. Some people posit that maybe it's the crystal deposit (laughs) in Sarasota. But what I can tell you is we have a lot, a lot of old trees, which you don't find. Yeah. Right. Right. Have you ever had to evacuate? Uh, No. No. But when Irma came through four years ago, her sister and their family evacuated to us. Uh, We're, um, seven miles inland and in all the different evacuation zones, we, our house sits on uh, level five and we've got acres of preserve right behind us that are level four. They're at a lower elevation. So both for wind and tidal storm surge, we're, we're golden. And our neighborhood was built after Hurricane Andrew. They, they strengthened the new home construction zoning sure. and rules. So all of our utilities are underground. They, they, call, they call the houses that we're in category three. They, you can go through a category three mm-hmm. uh, without boarding up. Um, they're, they're designed for that. And that's not the case everywhere, but we're in a neighborhood that was built after they had stricter hurricane building code. Uh, a popular building material um, is, uh, is cinder block here, cinder block and metal roofs. Oh, wow. Okay. For for both the insulation property and they can they can take the winds um, and there's an entire line of uh, ballistic glass so so you can build a house now to withstand category four hurricanes and not even have to board up they're just wow. designed to take that into consideration wow. um, so if we were going to build new that's that's the direction we would go that's great to know my sister was saying that they, they were looking for land in Delaware. Delaware uh, by the uh, ocean by the ocean and they learned that you always look for property where there are a lot of trees old trees the older mm-hmm. trees the better right mm-hmm. and and you don't you don't really instinctively think that that's where you want to build because you have to cut 
all that down if you want to build a home. But right. that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm learning now, a lot every day. A factor in Florida is sea rise. Uh, in downtown Sarasota, uh, new moon and uh, full moon, you you might get some water in the streets, kind of like Venice. Oh, wow. Not often. I mean, if in, a, in a storm surge, right? It's not right. like mm-hmm. tides come into the streets, but in a... Mm-hmm. In a but, in a heavy storm, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. possible to get a few inches of water downtown. It's, okay. it's not as bad as Miami, is it? No, but but we we've we've had days. Miami is in in much worse shape. Yeah. But but people that are that want to retire to Florida, it's something that needs to be considered if you're going to build close to the ocean. Yeah. Do the on stilts where where you've yeah. got mm-hmm. flow through down below storage, yeah. but but no living quarters on the first floor and have everything up higher because that's the world we live in. And I don't see yeah. it getting any better anytime no, soon. Not. Okay. So we've taken up a lot of your time. Right. Anything else that we missed or you might want to add anything? No, I, I, I would just also say that if you're, if it's, if, if somebody's thinking about retiring, I encourage you to, if, if it's possible and you can now are working from home to consider retiring earlier, not retiring earlier, but moving earlier to right. the place where you want to retire. Yes. Because again, we have an incredibly much more active lifestyle than we had when we lived in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And it's because we have the ability to be outside much more, many more activities that were that have, we have access to. And it's, we didn't have children. So it's kind of nice to be in an area that doesn't have a ton of kids because a lot of people who are here are older adults who are necessary, who are um, retiring and their kids are living someplace empty else, nesters. empty nesters. Right. Mm. So for adults, it's a great community, but I worked for a very short time for the boys and girls club too. They do have great facilities for kids here. So even if you still have young kids, again, the average age is 44. So you can come and check it out, raise your kids here and retire here. (laughs) That's Um, a great point. Fully prepared, right? Because this is really just a terrific city. And the people are great and the services are good. And And no state income tax. So if you are still working. That's important. That's it's important. like a 20% raise right there. Yeah. <laughs> I like looking at it that point. way. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. That's yeah. good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you, you so really much. You really made yeah. Sarasota sound like the number one place. Yeah, Richie. Come down and visit because we, okay. we do have extra guest rooms. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to take you up on that, Lisa, but I'm not taking off my clothes. I'm going to tell you right now. Fair enough. Fair okay. Enough. I'm going to tell you that right now in advance. <laughs> it is clothing optional. It is clothing optional in the house. If you don't care that I'm naked, I'm totally fine with you it, wanting It's to the do. type A New Yorker Brooklyner that I am. I lock my doors. <laughs> I lock my doors, lock my clothes on, and that there you go. But it's, no, it's, but no, seriously, it sounds amazing and gene loves Except- the circus and anything surrounding it <laughs> oh, right, thank, you. Yeah, thank you thank you so much thank take you care. so much take care thank have you. a good day and hope we didn't take too much time no not at all all right Bye. talk to you soon brooklyn Bye-bye. tech yay <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our show if you know of someone who relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story please reach out to us we'd love to hear from you Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at 
retire there underscore. Don't leave out that underscore. And if you liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. In the meantime, be well.